we're going to find all these pockets of people mm-hmm. who love these movies like Mordecai or, uh, you know, or, you know, <laughs> Mordecai! <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Sincast presented by cinema sins. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Barrett Cher from Music Video Sins. Hello! And, for, and Jonathan Watkins, who is a member of all of the things that we do. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep, Richie. Uh, we are going to be doing a mini-pod, mini-pod. of It Chapter 2 on uh, this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, sequel to It. Mm-hmm. came out a couple years ago beloved beloved is it beloved though or did reviews get to this because it made 90 million it made 30 million less on its opening i don't weekend. know how surprising that is they weren't i mean from what i read they weren't tracking much more than that so but okay it doesn't matter what they were tracking yeah. it's met it, what it met what matters is how much business they lost from the first movie to this one yeah so you normally a movie like this that is beloved mm-hmm. would do more on its opening weekend and then have a harder decline as it gets to the uh to the end of its run this one has a great opening 91 million is nothing to sneeze at mm-hmm. but uh somewhere along the way they've lost some some people they have it's it's be- the first one is certainly beloved mm-hmm. uh by me at least and i think in in general people see that as not only a really good horror movie but also a nice coming of age tale really well acted really well shot really well done and so there was there was good anticipation for this but when we were doing our fall preview all of us had like a little bit of like eh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe eh, maybe it's not going to be mm-hmm. anywhere near that mm-hmm. uh in terms of the movie that we get and I think that's exactly what happened. Now, it, it, it may have obviously translated at least a little bit to the box office. Yeah. I think part of it, too, is um, you have to see the first one to really understand what's going on here at all. So, I mean, that's going to detract some people when they hear that. I think also the runtime. Um, yeah, no kidding. And I know Endgame. It, I mean, people were saying, but you say runtime, but Endgame. But Endgame was on a lot more screens. Mm. Um, you know, there were entire theaters that were just showing Endgame. Now, it, uh, from what I understand... It was the most screens for an R-rated opening or a horror movie. It was one of the two. And 4,500 screens. Yeah, so it was a lot of screens. Yeah. Um, but I just think the runtime, so less show times, um, and people, it was 30, people being a little scared of it just because they hadn't seen if they hadn't seen the first one. It was thirty minutes more than that first one. First yeah. one was already testing your limits yeah. of length for a horror movie. This one is almost. This is an epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is an adaptation of a thousand page novel. So, I mean, it's like, I'm not really going to hold that against it. However, how you use those two hours and 49 minutes pretty sure, is arguable. <laughs> pretty sure after watching this, yeah. they could have cut 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're done yes. 30 minutes differently. They, yeah. Right. Either or. I mean, we'll, we'll get into the, the, the nitty gritty and stuff like that, but it's, it's almost like, you know, we watched the miniseries fairly recently, and that to me felt rushed, especially on the back end. Um, and then this one, I was like, "Well, they've definitely taken care of that problem. They, you know, they they've got all the time in the world to play with." But the beginning of this movie, 
is so rushed when it comes, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to the backstories of the main fucking characters that we've been wanting to see what's going on with them for the last 27 years. It's like they each get one scene before they're back to Derry. And yes, it could be both 30 minutes shorter and then have that more fleshed out and less of that middle part that just drags like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our friend Patrick, uh, he actually uh, DM'd me on Twitter from Modern Horrors. He DM'd me on Twitter and was like, even though that was really long, didn't that feel rushed to you? And I hadn't really thought about it. And I was like, yeah. I think mm. you're. I think you're right. That yeah. did feel kind of rushed. Like, yeah. like, like, like you didn't even get to see like in the miniseries. You get to see like them all get their phone calls. Yes, and like so and a little bit of backstory on yeah, Bev yeah, and a little bit of backstory yeah. on uh, on uh, on Bill and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and in this one, you just kind of have to assume like you know Eddie got a, or whoever. I can't remember who they left out, but you just have to assume certain people got phone calls. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like I saw every phone call. Well, a couple of them, I think they just didn't actually show the call. Like, I think Ben said, I've got to take this. And then he just says hello, and then it goes away. Yeah, it's, you know? uh, it's, it's, uh, that scene in particular made me laugh out loud <laughs> yeah. because every time Mike calls them, he goes, yeah, uh, whoever, whoever he's talking to, it's Mike. And they're like, Mike who? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. and he has to always go, it's yeah. Mike this. And you're, and you're like, damn. Okay. So then the second time it happens, you're like, okay, he should probably go through his whole name at the, he's like, Bill, it's Mike. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, you would, Mike who? You would say something like, Hey, I don't know if you're going to remember me, but when we were, you know, yeah. we knew each other as kids. My name's Mike. Is it Hanlon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike Hanlon. I mean, that's that's what a, like a, a normal person would yeah would make a phone but call. It was about <laughs> it was about the fifth or sixth call. He was still doing that. It's Mike. <laughs> the Ben scene though. The Ben scene got me on many levels. That scene was funny. It was also funny because they purposely showed a guy in the conference room that you would assume was him. Oh yeah, because yeah. he was a little bigger, yeah, yeah. right? And then so and then they and then he's of course like because you know we were talking about this uh, uh, Barrett guested on behind the sins this week, so you'll. Uh, I don't know if this will come out before or what, but um, we were talking about how the It miniseries, it's like, you know, architects are fucking rock stars, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of got that same thing here where he's like in his own house and he's on a big screen. Yeah, he's yeah. like, let me tell you why you're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, I, I got to take this call. Yeah, he has to drink my scotch. Yeah, he's he's basically uh, Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, want you to, I, want you to, I want you to hit him really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that scene that scene was just funny to me. I started laughing after a while because every time he called, it's, it's Mike, Mike who, um, and and then yeah, um, I, I guess we'll get more into spoilers because the spoilers are where I want to get into why I didn't like this movie very mm. much. Uh, but I will say as an overview, this is the Bill Hader show. It really is. This is Bill Hader's movie, which is crazy. You think about this cast, you know. Bill Skarsgård really embodied this character and became, you know, the face of the movie, mm-hmm. certainly, in the first one. You got Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy. Isaiah Mustafa, I don't think, has done a whole lot of stuff. No, his name is familiar to me, and I clicked on him, uh, and I, I'm like, I don't know if I've seen him anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a couple of things that I know I've seen him in because it's, he's in the movie I've seen, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember the character. Yeah, but, but yeah, Bill Hader really does take over this in in a dramatic way in a funny way 
Like all all the good parts that you remember from this movie have to do with him. Ninety mm. percent <laughs> of them, I think. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the only thing I want to say about Hater and Aaron made this comment on BTS, so I'll give Aaron Dicer the credit for this. But I think he said something along the lines of, "At times, though, it felt like it was the tallest guy in a short person's class. Like he did a good job. Like don't get me wrong, everybody in this movie can act." Uh, we didn't even mention, uh, was it Ben, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ransone. Who oh, played, James Ransone. James Ransone, who played Eddie. He did a really good job. Um, and uh, he, he Hater's good. I, I have no problem with that. But I just, it, it's one of those weird performances. And I compared it to Eddie Murphy and Tower Heist. Oh, okay. Well, and not that it's necessarily on the same level. But when Tower Heist came out, everybody was like, God, that movie's shit. Mm-hmm. But man, Eddie Murphy. He's mm, back. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's Eddie Murphy. Like, he's he's good. And that's kind of how I felt here. I mean, there's just nothing on the there's nothing on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the best he can with a very poorly written character, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That doesn't mean he's bad. Um, well, yeah, there and, are and worse semantics. There are there are moments in there where he's being funny and I'm like, whoa, where's the he's he's trying to be funny. Yeah. It's like yeah. from the script. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, and, and there's times where he's doing Bill Hader, and you but, can tell he's yeah, doing but Bill Hader. When, and you, yeah, you can tell because he gets into those like mannerisms, and it feels very, um, it feels like he uh, ad libbed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and you wonder if those were in the script when it when you hear that sort of those and, Bill Hader inflections. Mm-hmm. And this will be more for spoilers, but there was one aspect of his character they changed for the movie that I was digging. But it was kind of uh, it just ended up being like this off offhanded comment almost, and then they didn't really do anything with it after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, he's good. I mean, I I don't. I mean, that seems silly to even comment on that. But I just I feel like it's getting a little overhyped just because of the movie, mm. uh, maybe not living up to people's expectations. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I, I found myself liking because it wasn't scary. I, I about a third of the way through, no. I realized that this movie's not. Maybe it's trying to still be scary, but like it's hitting the same beats over and over again, and it's doing the same thing just with different visuals. So I stopped like expecting it to be scary. The first one's scary, mm-hmm. uh, and then when when the effects, when I started paying attention to the effects, those are really good effects. They're 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 cartoonish at times, they're uh, silly at times, but I think it's possible that th- that's what they were going, and that's what I was expecting at a certain point throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, I heard a lot of people complaining about the CGI. I will say, I thought the the couple of, um, I don't know if you want to call them chomping scenes, the couple of death scenes, I guess, uh, that were the blood, it, it does look a little silly. But I also think in the context of what he's doing, like killing children, um, I think that was the way to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and so I'm okay with that. And I do agree, like, and, and the makeup work in this movie is amazing. I mean, you yeah. know, Pennywise and, and we, I mean, nobody's reading, I mean, Skarsgård is, is it Skarsgård or Sarsgård? Skarsgård. Skarsgård. He, he's still good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I just don't think the character of Pennywise is as good. Um, I think they turned him into Freddy Krueger. That's really my take on it. Yeah, they did. Um, getting to the effects, I mean, we've talked to Aaron Sims yeah. on the podcast, and I'm pretty sure he's was part of this too. If mm. not, then you know, sorry. But and and, <laughs> and, and, and I'm I I think that uh, you know, obviously it's not just him; it's a whole large team of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I kept getting the the vibe from it, like the old Sam Raimi days yeah. from all those CGI things, and I was digging the CGI that's yeah. in this movie. That's a good call. And there's a they there is a lot of callbacks in this. There's a there's a scene like clearly paying homage to the thing, John Carpenter's the mm-hmm. thing, 
Um, and that was a really cool little like creature design. Yeah, I guess you would say. Yeah, it brings more and it brings more questions up about what the fuck Pennywise's powers are. Right, but, but yeah. still very cool. And that was the thing the the, the Freddy Krueger thing. Like these these uh, elaborate things where he would go like to try to like you know fuck with them because he doesn't actually kill these people he just fucks with them. Uh, they felt almost like Nightmare on Elm Street like set pieces like mm-hmm. the later sequels where they yeah. were more about like the dreams and the the set pieces than they were about actually trying to make them feel organic within the story. Yeah, yeah, you're right about the fucking with because he kills like he kills like people who don't who don't matter all the time yep um but uh okay what are your letter grades guys <laughs> the more i think about this movie the more i don't like it mm-hmm. i we walked out of the theater i was like yeah all right uh you know really appreciated bill Hader, liked the effects liked a lot of the stuff but yeah it could be it could be trimmed so when i walked out of the theater i probably would have given it a solid b i think it's a c plus though mm-hmm. whoa yeah um so yeah i saw it actually same time you guys were watching it just yeah. in a different theater because we texted right afterwards um when i if we had done a podcast that night or the next morning i might have been kind of where you are mm. uh the more i've had to dwell on it the more i dislike it um and there are positives um like i said we talked about the effects the set design i mean it, the money's on the screen i also liked that like when when they're as adults, I liked how they reused a lot of sets from the original because it almost felt like uh, you were going back to this town with them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very effective. Uh, but there's so much of this movie that doesn't work. And I'm like C minus. Okay. Yeah, I'm a C plus. I think I've been a C plus since I came out of the theater. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't hasn't grown worse in my mind or grown better. It's just that, you know, that's that's a C plus movie. <laughs> it is um, it is interesting out of the three of us, I like it the least, but Yeah. 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 Um and I did like the first one, if anybody wants yeah, to. Yeah, we that. all did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all did. I, um, I loved the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, would agree. I mean the the chemistry that those kids had is hard to replicate, even in something like Stranger Things. Stranger Things it has them separated a lot, you mm-hmm. know, by kind of by the story yeah. nature. In it, chapter one, I'm actually going to talk about uh, that a little bit in the syncast. It, it it feels like it feels like no matter even if they're separated, they can count on the rest of them to show up and mm-hmm. and have their back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and Pennywise is legitimately terrifying, but also funny the way that he's probably supposed to be in that first one. Correct. And in this one. It felt like it was a lampoon of both the chemistry and of of the clown itself, too. This is probably going to be uh, sacrilege to people who love the book It, and I read the book probably 30 years ago. Mm. That's how long ago it's been. Uh, but Stephen King sort of backed himself into a corner with this two halves type of thing, mm-hmm. because the characters uh, that we know and love, the kids, are not going to be there anymore. So you you can you can get some appealing actors to play them as adults, but now you're starting over again because they're completely different people. Mm-hmm. I mean, except maybe Richie. Yeah, I mean. I, I, one, the second best character, I think, in this this whole thing was Mike, uh, because Mike seemed like he had a continued backstory. The rest of them just had this large interrupted spot. Like Jessica Chastain is a brilliant actress, obviously. Like I, if given the circumstances to which she's been exposed, not only in childhood but also in this relationship, she could have done 
a lot more with that, or we could have seen a lot more of it, of like overcoming the trauma or dealing with it or, you know, how it's affected her and stuff like that. She gets very little to work with. Her best scene is that one where she goes back to her old childhood home and it was completely spoiled in the trailer. Yeah. And it's a great scene, but it, I already knew what was going to happen. I think in both versions of the movie, that character is an adult versus the book. Um, has gotten the most disservice. Mike, interestingly enough, I think, I think a lot of people do, he's the least interesting character, especially in the book. I think he's probably the least interesting character in the miniseries because he just doesn't have a lot to do. Well, he, has, he wasn't tripping so balls in any of they, that stuff. Yeah, now he's tripping that's balls. That's what I'm saying. They, they added some stuff to this movie. They were trying to give him a little more of a story, which I thought was really interesting and I thought worked. What, what they did with that, though, is they took away some stuff from some other characters, I think, that like mm. Ben, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm probably not even going to remember who what Ben looked like in three days. Yeah, <laughs> a Brazilian football player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get to spoilers since we want to anyway. No spoilers. Luke's father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. So yeah, um, I don't know where to start as far as spoilers are concerned, but that first scene, I'm going to tell you, the first scene really got me in a bad place because. Um, because yeah, okay. Yeah. There, there's a, a gay couple at a carnival and some really, really bad people see it and they're like, well, you know, we got to beat those guys up because mm. they're gay. Okay. I, I get it. We're in a small town that happens. We can't, you know, whatever, but then it's just brutal. And then the guy gets kicked off the bridge mm -hmm. and then he's in the water. And then, Oh, by the way, all you have hell to look forward to as well. <laughs> um, and, 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 it, and it's, and it's just comes out of nowhere because Pennywise definitely goes after kids. I believe the first movie established mm -hmm. that he goes after kids and he goes after, uh, that, the, that people of that age can't see. Mm -hmm. can't see pennywise uh i don't even think i mean if he even if he's supposed to be 17 which doesn't even seem right uh, well he did take out one of aces aces henry's buddies uh back in the sewer in the the adam driver looking kid in the in the first one yeah but i guess he was like in his in his but mid he's to still late teens. still like He's still in that 14 15 year old range yeah, yeah. even though you know the actor himself may not be mm -hmm. but like uh, that those two guys they're kind of like stubble and like <laughs> yeah they're, they're there's nothing uh, there's nothing about them that screams like uh i've got to get home to my parents <laughs> no nothing about that um aside from that i didn't like just how they sh how they introduced pennywise in this movie he's just like on the riverbank waiting mm -hmm. you know kind of like oh well all right, guy got beat up. I'm I'm gonna be hanging out, mm -hmm. hanging out here, you know. And and they don't really show him all that much. And then there's like a million red balloons, which looks mm -hmm. amazing, but it doesn't do anything for me. Nope. Um. And so I I I didn't really like how that started off. And then, um, they have this whole there's the there's a couple of deaths in the movie where Pennywise is going after kids and those scenes are actually pretty effective, mm -hmm. especially the one with the girl underneath the, the bleachers and everything. But we don't know. We don't know any of these characters. They try to kind of give some sort of character to both of them before they, they, they are offed. Right. Um, uh, the, the little girl just happens to be, we meet her at the carnival. Mm. Nobody else in the movie has yeah. met her. 
uh, and uh, one of the guys that gets beat up uh, wins a plush toy for mm-hmm. her. Well, wins one for him, and then he sees she sees he sees how uh, sad she is, mm. and he gives her. The I plush. had forgotten that was the same girl. Yeah, and uh, and then we see her later. She's mm. on the bleachers, and her mom's terrible, and <laughs> and everything, and so she goes under the bleachers, and oh, it just happens to be there. Uh, and then the other kid they meet when they they congregate at the restaurant, and that uh, was actually kind of funny too. He goes up to Richie and yeah, yeah. and he he says a line, and Richie <laughs> doesn't know what that line yeah. is, is, and he's like he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, kid?" or whatever the hell he <laughs> says. Fuck you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then we see him later, and James McAvoy in a scene that is pretty. It's like unintentionally hilarious. I feel like I feel like this is gonna be in the same uh pantheon of like nicholas cage type things because he's like he's like kid you need to get out of this town and I'm yeah. saying, you know, <laughs> just you know. grabbing a kid yeah just grabbing in a the kid. middle of the street in a small yeah. town that goes over well yeah uh <laughs> they try to give him a little bit of character and then just add it you know all right we'll just put him in the fun house he'll 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 get killed uh so i, I don't have any connection to those and then uh, finally this is this is gonna be my last thought before i let you guys talk um the i don't like the whole thing of them coming back there's a there's this very convenient oh we forgot about it because we're adults now and that's the power of it is because we've forgotten him and we forgot everything we did when we were younger so now we have to go back and we have to like uh experience dairy again mm-hmm. in these places and like oh that's how we're going to remember pennywise and everything and all of them conveniently by the way come back with little tokens from yeah. each each thing even yeah. though i don't even remember if mike said you needed to have one yeah i think he i think he said that you you're supposed to collect a token what that was supposed to be yeah, was nothing. Yeah, right. he, he did because when Richie comes back, he actually has a token, and like you know, Eddie's like, "You actually got a fucking token." <laughs> yeah, okay, because okay. like, that's what we're supposed to do. I, I, I gotta admit, guys, I tuned out during that whole Native American bullshit that they uh, put in be there. Forgiven, yes. Yeah, where he, it's like this is the this is how Pennywise got to the earth. He he crashed down like Cloverfield, and then like the, he was an evil presence, and like this is how the Native Americans fought him, and he was like some weird scorpion thing or yep. whatever the fuck it was and i was just like really we're gonna come up with the origins of pennywise here mm-hmm. we're really doing that right now um but so yeah they anyway i didn't get the sense i I never got the sense that they really knew what they were doing when they were going to these places no and then they just happened to run into some trouble and then bring back a token there was not a, i never got the sense of camaraderie i mean i know they're They've not seen each other in years, so therefore the camaraderie is not there anymore. But I just didn't get the sense of what their purpose was. No, and I think the stuff they try to kind of... uh, I don't think any of anything that happens with them doesn't feel earned. Um, Like uh, Ben and Bev ending up together yeah that that relationship like that you know buddy buddy relationship they were trying to form with Eddie and uh, Richie it all felt all felt very forced right. And, uh, and yeah, and, and not earned. And then they like, and I mean, I don't want to keep going back to the, I mean, cause I don't, I, I don't really care about an adaptation. Like I read a lot of books before I see the movie. I can always distinguish the two. So that's fine. But it is always interesting when they leave stuff out, but then they add stuff in that's mm-hmm. very similar. So like the kid, for instance, that they try to attach to Bill, um, that would in the book, that's his wife. Mm because right. in this, oh, ha- and, they, and they do this in the miniseries. Yeah. Which they do show his wife in this movie, mm-hmm. but she's 
only in it for like two seconds. And then they never do the whole thing where she comes to dairy, which is fine. But then I don't know why you have to have this, like you have to still have Bill connect to this kid. I don't even know what that, I don't, I don't know what they're going for there. I don't, yeah. And I don't know that I well, care. It, it becomes, it becomes a real like weak, convenient thing to get the action moving because he runs into this kid in the middle of the town. What if he had, yeah, what if he had never ran into him? Right. And then, and then he, uh, then he goes and has his, his, what is epiphany of whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like all right i gotta go after that kid he told me he would be at the carnival i need to go and then and then after that after the carnival thing he's like all right let's go kill this motherfucker you know (laughs) yeah and uh or he's even saying i'm going on my own to kill him yeah they all know by this point it takes all of them mike has been yelling at them to do that the whole time right just wait they're coming they said they were coming yeah and did and in the end, did any of the token shit even? The token shit didn't even work. Well, they put no. it in the. They put it in the. What, what? What even was that? Like a fucking bag? Like what was that? Yeah, like, like some sort of basket. Yeah, basket. It was so like a Ghostbusters trap. They throw everything in there, which that was actually because the cop, the attempts at comedy in this movie like fell absolutely flat for me. Mm-hmm. But that was funny when um they're throwing this stuff in there, and then he's like, you know, it's gonna take for fucking ever to burn. He's like, well, no longer than your uh, inhaler. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. Just, they're like fighting over how long. And then like uh, what is it? Mike has a rock. Yeah, yeah. He's that's like, not that's not gonna burn either. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, I, so yeah, that was I guess what they were using them for. But yeah, it was whatever. The ending's a goddamn mess. Yeah, the movie's a goddamn mess. Mm-hmm. But at least it's typically a beautiful mess. Like it's got the effects and it's got the, the what I really liked was the visual of Pennywise in human form and like yeah, doing the, the his fingernails to open up those yeah. wounds yeah. and everything. But the the end, you know, for all the money that they threw at the effects, it it it's a spider with a clown face. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of different like we're going this way, we're going this way, we're going this way. The only good thing I'll say about the end is that Bill Hader moment where he's like yippee ki yay, mother. Yeah, and he gets caught in that little trance, headlights, and that that took me completely by surprise, and I thought that was funny. But uh, you know, the fact that it can kill Eddie, but it I thought it can only kill things when they were afraid. And he certainly wasn't afraid. He thought he had killed it. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand. Why didn't he kill the rest of them? Mm-hmm. The fact that they're yelling clown at this clown that, to kill Oh, it. my God. I, oh, so upset. This ending is as bad as, as the miniseries ending. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. The ending to the thing. Now, obviously, better effects. But, like, it, it just doesn't make it. It's Stanley sending out these these postcards saying... Uh, you know, I wasn't brave enough to go there, so I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, and that's my ultimate act of bravery. And and oh, that's a and it's so such a bad message. It's such a bad. What about Mrs. Stanley? Any yeah. any question about her? Yeah. God damn. No, the ending of this movie really, really pissed me off. I was on board with what it was up until that, and I was just like, Yeesh. yeah. yeah. I was I was what, in the in, that. in the book. Do they do any of that? It, I, mean, I reread it right before the last the movie two years ago, uh-huh. so it's been a minute. Okay, um, so I because I was trying to think of these things because like the, I think the Native American stuff it's not in there the way it is in the movie, but I do think there are some like there's a lot of mentions about where Pennywise comes from, mm-hmm. which in the book from what I remember, I mean you kind of get the idea that he's an alien, mm-hmm. which they don't really tackle in this movie. Um, as far as like the ending, I mean it's very similar to the miniseries where. They're basically just like throwing rocks at a spider. I mean, that's kind of yeah. that's kind of how it is in the book, too. So they obviously tried to change it a little bit here. I will say the one thing that works about the ending and the only thing that works is Skarsgård's acting. 
He oh, does a sure. very good job as he's like, you know, deteriorating or whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. But everything else about that is just so fucking silly. I think he's great all the way through. I mean, he's yeah. from what he's got to work with, he's demented. It's funny that he can do that eye thing. Like, that's him. Doing yeah. It. Just freaky. Oh, Apparently yeah. he freaked Bill well, Hader out a bunch and, when he was And it's him. not his, I mean, he, you know, he's doing what's on the page. So, I mean, if they're. Yeah, you know, no, he, I, mean, I mean, he's, he's, it's, it's just, it's, you mentioned, Chris, about like the one spot where you could have like a legitimate scare is when Ben goes oh, into yeah. the locker. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Not only could this be scary, it could actually be fun. Yeah. And they just took a regular route of just clown. Yeah. It was, I, I think it was Jordan from uh, New Kids on the Block yeah, yeah, yeah. on the, in the, in the thing. And, and the way, the way it's shot, I was like, okay, even though I know what's coming, it would be scary if this happened yeah, and yeah. it would be more, more Jordan yeah. in there <laughs> than, than just, oh, it just happens to be Pennywise. <laughs> It's Pennywise, okay. It's like they tried to get the actual Jordan. Yeah. And he yeah. was on tour somewhere yeah. in Nebraska. No, sorry, I can't can't film that and joint. In all, and in all seriousness, like that felt like something out of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that's exactly what this whole and, and then and then and I thought about this the whole way through. And then there's like that one of those final shots, they show that fucking marquee and it says Nightmare on Elm Street five. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, You've got to be kidding me. Like you're doing this on purpose. Yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right about Nightmare on Elm Street because I got the same same feeling feeling about it uh, all those scenes were were like and, that and i think i mean and i get i mean they're trying to make and i i don't know because this movie's ma this movie is still making a lot of money i mean it's not like it's not making any money so i don't know if we're gonna get any a lot of behind the scenes like uh trash talk like i wish we would because i'm really curious if there was any warner brothers interference and in i was thinking things. the same thing but at the same time it could be like i was thinking maybe it's like batman returns though maybe muschetti makes this film that's an insane hit and then they're just like, hey, here's $70 million, you know, do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And then he went and made like this insanely expensive art film, basically, because mm -hmm. this movie is crazy. Like it is all over the map. Mm -hmm. And I and, and sadly, just based on uh, reactions to it, the people that are defending it, I get the impression this is going to be like a speed racer in 10 years. This is going to be a movie where people are going back. I mean, but it's so it was so inventive. And it was just, it was like, it was just a director just doing whatever he wanted. And it was so off the rails. And I feel like the speed razor racer effect, which I, I think that's the perfect movie to call it, to, to name this effect <laughs> on or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that is going to lose all of its meaning in the next few years because everybody's going to have, we're, we're going to find all these pockets of people mm -hmm. who love these movies like Mordecai or, uh, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Mordecai. Uh, <laughs> movie 43 <laughs> movie 43 it, it took a second for me to even like process that. Uh, yeah bats the only reason mordecai is on my head was that it was a drew mcgarry thing he brought it up in one of those uh uh why your team sucks things and he said something about mordecai and i actually had to do the same thing that you did well i was like wait is that that johnny depp movie that he's talking about um but but like it's gonna there's gonna be people who come out on all of everything you know yeah, everybody's yeah. got to have i mean i saw i saw uh was it uh i guess it was last year on on twitter jennifer's body was trending oh yeah that's and become i was a like cult thing. and i was like i was like okay let me read what everybody thinks is so brilliant about this movie <laughs> and and most most of them are women and they're seeing something you know mm -hmm. they're seeing something in that that I, it doesn't appeal to me um 
but I, w- I went back and watched Jennifer's body because that's how much yeah, this thing was. I've been curious too. I was sitting there. I was like watching it just going, no, I understand. This is a great like revenge tale for women, but mm-hmm. it still sucks. <laughs> it's still that not was, good. That was like event horizon for me about six or seven years ago. That was getting like repraised. You know, everybody was talking about, including Barrett mm-hmm. was talking about how much they thought it was kind of cool. And, um, I rewatched it. I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm glad other people love it. Yeah. But I, I just, I have a feeling. Maybe this movie already is doing this because you're getting a lot of but the defenses of it are weird because it's like I'm sure there are people that legitimately love it. But I've read a lot of people saying they're defending it because they're like kind of like where you were just mentioning the book. That's like their defense. They're like, well, I mean, what did you expect? I mean, you saw the miniseries or if you know the book or if you've read the book, you know that when it gets to the adult, it's not as good. Well, that doesn't mean you can't make a good movie. Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So you're defending saying, no, it's bad, but <laughs> yeah. it, it should have been. Yeah. So it's exactly what I wanted. The what did you expect defense? That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. To me. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I there, yeah, there, I think I think we've covered pretty much what's so um, not good about this. movie. Yeah, it's a real shame. I was looking forward to it after that first one. I think the first one is not a perfect movie by any chance, but but. It's a very good Stephen King adaptation, mm-hmm. and this one is definitely on the bottom tier. And I, I and I think, I, and I do think from that first one, I think Muschietti gets Stephen King. I think he gets what makes horror work. That first one, we did the Barrett and I, we did the Sins uh, script for that, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember both of us. Uh, we had notes where it was like, man, that thing that you noticed, I never noticed that mm-hmm. before. It's like every time you watch it, you get all these little snippets, like that great scene where Ben's in the library mm-hmm. and uh, the librarian is just back there staring at him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this movie like this. No. Oh, and I will say you do get the kids, but like they and I've heard a lot of people say when it goes back to the kids, they liked it more, but they felt like different characters to me. Like even when they went back to the kids, mm-hmm. they just felt like completely different characters to me. I don't, I don't know what it was about this movie that just put me off, but it just didn't work. But, yeah. uh, but, 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 since, but I'm sorry, Muschietti. So I'm saying I would like to see him try another Stephen King adaptation, maybe down the road, or at least another horror movie. I know he's doing the flash, which mm. I'm actually interested in that, but uh, yeah, no, I don't it's, know. it's one of those things that you can't really, I, I mean, unless you just really want to change everything about the Stephen King book or whatever, where I would have just cut out the 27 year gap and you just make the kids two years older. You make it come back every couple years instead and you just keep it the kids and the kids have learned things in the next two years that make it possible to kill him mm-hmm. and we don't have to do this whole well and especially because it's not going to surprise me at all if they make another one yeah like that's not going to be a shocker to me well i mean think about what this movie has glossed over and what i guess the book also glosses over is all of their time after their first incident yep um that they they just i mean they they had to have stayed in dairy until yeah. they were 18 in the book they do they it's not mentioned a lot but there are a couple of areas where the sections where they talk about you know like um like i think ben's mom gets a job somewhere it was stuff like that mm-hmm. because that whole thing about why ben becomes skinny is in a different town and at a different school mm-hmm. and in the miniseries john ritter does that whole speech about yep. you know i was showing and that's really that's one of my favorite parts of the book um, which they left out of this movie, which is fine because I didn't really care for that actor playing Ben. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so they do they do, but it does still kind of gloss over it, even in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie clearly didn't give a shit. Which, yeah. but if you're gonna be two hours and forty nine minutes, I'd rather spend some time on that 
than some of the stuff they chose to spend time on. Yeah. Like the fucking getting high with the Indians and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That that I mean it just it once you start again, once you start explaining and we've we've uh, this has been talked about with horror movies for a mm-hmm. long time. I don't think Scream was the first one to bring it up. No. But, but like uh where telling the telling the like the origin story of a horror of why something happens is mm-hmm. death to the horror to the villain usually yeah um mm-hmm. and and uh and for me i i always felt like he was an embodiment of that town's like anger and distrust and all that and that's that if, is a you, good point. if you wanted to make like a fantasy thing out of these uh uh out of out of if you wanted to make a villain out of something intangible i feel like that's it especially with the beginning of this thing which is what you know if you're if you're gonna start off with a hate crime yeah you should just go ahead and make the town the reason why it exists otherwise why isn't there an it everywhere (laughs) well yeah exactly and that's a good point and like and i and i know you're not supposed to review movies based on what's not there but since there is a book and there is another there is another adaptation of this i do find it interesting that they decided not to mess with the town either Mm -hmm. because that is in the book i mean and even in the miniseries they show that part where the person sees beverly getting attacked and Mm -hmm. doesn't do anything because that's the whole thing. The town is like the adults in the town know. And Stephen King is always good at writing stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's especially when he's dealing with kids and like uh, small town Maine or whatever. Um, I, I like that idea that like they know the evil's there, but it's if if it's not affecting them, they're just gonna let it slide. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of made me think of that stupid. Uh, this is really dumb, but that Texas Chainsaw movie with. <laughs> With Alexandra, oh, Daddario, the, the, the beginning, where, yeah, where you found out, like, or or Texas Chainsaw 3D or whatever it was, but where you found out the whole town knew Leatherface was there, and they just weren't, you know, yeah. it's something kind of like that, yeah, you know, like they basically created the evil, though. I love that idea, and that is in the book, and they just chose to not do that. They decided to go with Indian rituals. To and, me, to me, it, it there are certain things that you change in a book that when you leave that one detail out then all of the other things that happen in the movie no longer make sense mm-hmm. or you're adding things like this you know this ritual thing that does, <laughs> you know you're adding stuff like that but in the end it doesn't to me it doesn't make much sense that you know why the people are acting the way they are mm-hmm. or the subtext behind all these things that are happening in the town if you just make him an alien from space mm-hmm. and and when you know the book is basically saying that's that town's festering mm-hmm. evil that's mm-hmm. going on inside it, it makes a lot more sense you can make a better movie that way yeah. uh i guess uh studio execs look at something like that maybe this was never in consideration but i'm just saying if it was they probably look at something like that and go we need to have a reason yeah. we need to have something that, you know, that people can 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 reach out and grasp yeah. as the reason for this thing so yeah disappointing movie sorry disappointed yeah <laughs> disappointed <laughs> <laughs> um but uh that'll do it for this uh mini pod mini pod of it chapter two Pinny pod itty pod <laughs> itty bitty <laughs> penny pod <laughs> yeah penny pod penny pod uh yeah go to uh uh sincast presented by cinema sins on facebook we have a cinema sins twitter 
music video since Twitter. We're on uh, Discord. Uh, if you aren't on Discord, I can give you a link through Facebook. Uh, we're on uh, SoundCloud. There are many ways to come and talk about this movie if That's you've right. seen it and uh, be respectful of the spoilers mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, yeah, tell us what you thought of it. I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there who really loved it. I'd like to hear your opinions. Yep. And uh, people who who really hated it, I'm thinking that's going to be that's going to outnumber those people. But that's that's cool. That's why we live in a society. Right. We're living in a society. <laughs> um, uh, but that'll do it for this mini pod. It's uh, Chris Atkins and Barrett Share and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. What was the story behind movie 43 then? Like, what? what's the... I don't know. Are there forty three short films in it. I don't know. I've never watched it. It's uh, it's a movie that they're making in the movie that's called Movie Forty Three. Yeah, but there's a bunch of different directors. But there's right? yeah, and it's a bunch of different segments. So you have like Hugh Jackman and Kate Winslet are on a date, and one of them, and, and he's got like testicles on his neck or something. Yeah, that's where I was kind of like, I'm good. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then you have. Um, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt are in there, and there's a whole bunch of different. Is that where ones. they met? I think they were married already. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, um, it's insane. I I think the um, there was something in Crack that said something like the producer of that movie basically just turned in a whole bunch of favors to get all these big stars <laughs> like so he he apparently did something for all of these people so that they would do this mm-hmm. movie because you would never see hugh jackman and kate winslet in a movie like this ever. no you saw it right yeah is it is there any redeeming value to it i mean i've heard like it, it's, like any comedy it's got something it's got stuff in it that's got that's funny it was a january movie too right so it's like it's pretty close to yeah, that. Yeah, January 25th. It's probably one of those that's going to find a cult status because it's 4.3 in IMDb. Oh, yeah. and... There's people who love it, probably. Oh, it's on Netflix. Eh, if it's on Netflix, I might actually give it a I shot. I mean, it's, it's at this point, there's no pressure, right? Yeah. You can just yeah. watch it yeah. and, and oh, that sucked. Okay. It'll be like 2015's Vacation or something like that. Yeah. They had the cast of Ghostbusters on whenever that came out, that movie, and they were all like Melissa McCarthy was talking about how much it pissed them off because Chris Hemsworth was funny. <laughs> yeah. Because there's like, it's not enough that you're like, you know, good looking and muscular mm-hmm. and, you know, you can act. And, and it's like, and then he's like, it's like, God damn it, he's funny too. And then he like, he tried to, he started singing something just randomly and apparently his voice was really nice. And Melissa McCarthy was just like, you shut up. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's the thing that Amy Schumer was talking about in her stand up. She was saying like, she went to some, some party and her boyfriend went over and and talked to Kate Upton. Yeah. And, uh, he comes back to Amy Schumer and he's like, oh, I like her. She's really funny. And she's like, fuck you. (laughs) She is not funny. And what did she say that was so funny? And, and he's like, I don't know. I was over there playing pool with her, with her. And she's like, I'll, I'll take you down in a game next, uh, tomorrow uh, in a couple hours. And he's like, that's it. That's what she said that was so funny. (laughs) Uh, Look, she can't have everything. Okay. (laughs) 